We are outdoor ladies who hunt, shoot, and fish, all while working in conservation and chasing kids. I am Julia Plugi with the Nebraska Game and Parks Commission. I'm Rachel Alice with the Iowa Department of Natural Resources. And I'm Tana Fancher with the Kansas Department of Wildlife Parks. Follow us on our outdoor adventures. Wow, what a busy year it has been. Welcome back to the She Goes Outdoors podcast. And first of all, thank you for all of you who have continued to listen and show us support through the She Goes Outdoors Facebook page and any of the other networks and outlets. We apologize for having to take a small recording break. We have been running and gunning, right, ladies? We've spent the past few months at so many different conferences and events, and we've been meeting the most incredible powerful, wonderful, amazing outdoor women and conservation advocates that we cannot wait for you to meet. There is a list that's like a mile long. So it's been so exciting. And just uh, throughout all this, been trying to find time for ourselves and to recharge and get in the outdoors and kind of reset our system. So Rachel, Julia, good to be back on the mic with you. Yes, it is exciting to be back. And you're right, Tana, we've been going everywhere and we just actually we were physically together just a few weeks ago uh in new mexico in albuquerque and that was it was so great to like physically have a hugs and smiles and i have a photo to post of us the three of us that's just (laughs) it's just fun just to see that you know i wish we could get together more but when we do we make our time up well Oh, yeah. There's some pretty funny uh, photo bloopers from that event, too. So, <laughs> Rachel, what's going on with you? Oh, man. Um, I think I feel like I've just taken up residency in New Mexico, like three weeks over just four months. It's been it's been busy. We've been all over the place. Um, we just finished up our our state trap shoot. So we had um, just over thirty five hundred athletes shooting for a week so it's been insane the amount of competition targets that have been throwing um but so fun to see and and the competition level is is amazing i mean when you're having athletes run 200 out of 200 it's just so cool and then we have to have shoot-offs upon shoot-offs upon shoot-offs to determine winners it's it's wonderful but yeah it's it's just been great so it's it's exciting to see all young the on the mic again. Absolutely. Well, I'm I'm curious, Rachel, has that shoot been your favorite outdoor related memory from the past couple months or is there something else that comes to mind? Um, no, it, it's been amazing and it was wonderful to see so many faces and, and you know, like you guys, when we connect, um, it, it's like once or twice a year. So it's so fun to see all those familiar faces again. Um, but honestly, we, uh, my husband and I have bought an acreage about an hour from Des Moines. And um, so we've actually just been up on the acreage the last couple months working. And um, we were lucky enough to get given an old granary. And for those of you like myself that aren't from the Midwest and have no idea what I'm talking about, um, imagine a 16 by 12 cabin that doesn't know it's a cabin yet um it's just it's just wood on the outside and kick plates on the inside for um at one point it was a uh, it would have stored anything that you you kept from the field so um with the exception of corn anything you actually didn't want uh air to go through so it's it's been pretty fun um so we've got it on stilts we've got a foundation and then last weekend we actually uh, framed up windows so it actually looks like a cabin at some point so the hope and dream is to have a little dry cabin so that we can go hunt and we have a little creek that runs through um the property with the topeka shiner so we can go play with the little shiners and just uh just get away so um we've just been listening to the pheasants and and just working hard so that's honestly been my personal um personal escape the last uh, couple months. So Julia, what have you, what have you been doing? Probably chasing kids and cows, but you know, <laughs> you know, in our part of outdoors, right? Right. <laughs> well, actually, yeah. You know, in our part of the state uh, in the Southeast part of Nebraska, we are extremely drought uh, and dry in this massive drought right now. And so, you know, it's, it's kind of put a damper in the mood on 
every time you go outdoors, we love to go fishing and, you know, our, our pasture pond is just drying up. And so we're, but, you know, we've been doing a lot of dancing for rain and just hopping and skipping and doing all we can to talk to the clouds. So they'll dump a lot of rain on us. But other than that, you know, I, our draw permit opened up for uh, pronghorn antelopes this week. And so I had the um, pleasure of helping people get signed up for that draw. And the anticipation for the fall season is, is quickly coming. Oh, that is so exciting. I wonder, I wonder if the deadline for Kansas is close. We need to buy a point. Huh? Well, I love it. You know, here in Kansas, I, uh, I don't have any kids or cows to chase, just dogs and cats and a husband, <laughs> but uh, he's been out of town a lot. So I've been a little bit lonely, but I had the awesome opportunity recently while we were in New Mexico. Um, I was just going on my WOVA app, you know, trying to set my agenda up and I got an invitation for a women's breakfast. It's like, well, this sounds so exciting. Um, so I attended this women's breakfast and it was put on by this wonderful woman. She seemed very energetic and excited to meet with all of us. So I went and had breakfast with incredible outdoor ladies from all different states, um, state agencies, from our partner groups and some men as well that are supportive of uh, women's outreach. And I would say that's got to be my favorite memory so far because it's so fun to connect with folks we have such a unique and lucky opportunity to do that through the podcast but to be with all those women and some gentlemen in in person was really wonderful so it is the very organizer of this breakfast that is here to join us on the podcast today it is my pleasure and honor to introduce miss rachel voss with the share the heritage program welcome rachel thank you thanks for having me ladies we're so glad you could join us this morning Thanks. I'm excited. Uh, Rachel, thanks for being on on the mic with us. It's sometimes it's confusing. I'm I sometimes think I'm the only Rachel in the world. Um, <laughs> so it's it's a pleasure to be in the uh, presence of another fellow Rachel. But um, will you tell us a little bit about yourself and and how you found your way to the conservation world? Yeah. So um, I. I'm the only girl. I have uh, three brothers, and I grew up around hunting. My parents um, have hunted in numerous different countries. They have a um, trophy room that, like, blows anybody's just general living space of their house away, right? Um, and they started taking me when I was a little girl, Um and I, I slowly started about the time I was about 10, I started uh, hunting myself and it just became my passion from there. Um, I did go to school and get a degree in business and marketing. And I slowly was like, huh, how how can I use this? Um, I did a, a couple things before I jumped into conservation. Um, and my first um, arena of conservation was when I was with the Mule Deer Foundation and I was with them for a little over eight years. And I just realized, oh my God, I, I love this. This, you know, when you when you're like, okay, this is why I was put on this earth. Like it was like one of those aha moments for me. And it just took off from there. Um, and it's, I live, breathe, eat, sleep, everything that has to do with hunting, fishing, the outdoors, mentoring, everything. So that's kind of what, what started me that direction. That's so exciting. Did you ever imagine that you would end up in this realm? Like, was that pie in the sky someday? No, no, not at, not at all. Actually, so um, my I was actually a makeup artist by career for a while, and people get a good kick out of it because I still love my makeup. I I'm, I love all the girly things. Um, I I traveled. Um, I did some very famous actresses makeup, and I would do their makeup, and I would be like, okay, where where can I go fish? What what is it still shooting light? Like, can I are the birds still flying? So um, I was kind of. I didn't fit that typical like cookie cutter, right? So that's where I started. No, I did not. I did not think it would even remotely touch the level that I'm at now. But I couldn't be happier where I'm at. So Ugh, that's so cool. I'm already going to get off on a soapbox. We always, especially Rachel and I, we always kind of joke about our, <laughs> <laughs> our soapboxes in these conversations. But 
I love that you represent that like being an outdoors woman doesn't have to look or feel or be like any one specific thing. You don't have to give up your makeup and your fun and your girly things to be an outdoors woman and vice versa. And I think the more we support each other and all of our differences in the outdoor community, the better. So I, I appreciate that you bringing that up, Rachel, and it's really cool to see that. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's unfortunately there is people tend to put that, like I said, cookie cutter that you don't you don't fit that that demographic or that, you know, that whatever that would be, that female hunting model. Um, And believe it or not, I still see it. You know, they'll be like, oh, how do you hunt with those nails? Same way you do with your nails. (laughs) So, yeah, it's 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 crazy. Um, our friends at Wilderness like to say, hunt your hunt, hunt your own hunt, you know, do what works for you. Yeah, you know, I, I did to touch on your soapbox. I've also got that, you know, that comment from our awesome, amazing male hunters. Well, they're th- those elk, they're going to see that that lip gloss. And I might reply to them, if I have an elk close enough that it can see my lip gloss, it best have an arrow through it. So, I mean... <laughs> Enough said, right? I love that. So, Rachel, tell us a little bit about your program that you coordinate. You know, share a heritage goal, types of events. What types, what do you, you know, what do you do? Tell us all about it. The mic is yours. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I'm actually I'm actually new into the into the share the heritage um, director position. Um, I'm coming up on gosh, three and a half, four months now. Um, and so we're underneath the umbrella of the First Hunt Foundation. So the First Hunt Foundation is a 501c3. We're a nonprofit. Um, and, and we have three programs underneath First Hunt Foundation. And mine is share the heritage or share the heritage um it's pronounced either way capital h-e-r for for women um it, it is our women's uh, mentor program so um what we do same same mission same goal as as first hunt foundation but i take we take women out um on their hunts young girls on their very first hunts that's cool um and and rachel to kind of go a little bit further like how what what's the proximity of states like what's your reach i know i know you're um on the west coast so who all is involved yeah so currently um first hunt foundation we have mentors in all but three states in the u.s um and something i'm kind of proud of since i started just a short amount of time i did a um I did a one week recruitment because when I came on, they brought me on to build their female mentor base and to get this program essentially off the ground. It had been running for a year prior. Um, And within, within a week and a half, I had added 70 new female mentors nationwide, which is like mind blowing. And I'll I'll say it because I didn't think I was going to, I mean, I knew, my capabilities. I was confident. I knew I was going to add a lot of female mentors, but never in a million years that I think I would add that many in just a week. Um, so part of that push was for me to um, get what we have deemed state level share the heritage coordinators. So what that looks like is those women would be my main liaison in that state, right? So as we get ready to partner with folks like you guys in, in your agencies, um, they are going to be my main point of contact. Uh, so they're going to be helping me organize hunts, recruit more, more mentors, um, find mentees, you know, find find venues and, and other NGOs and other agencies that want to partner with us. Um, so it's very, very new. Um, I have 17 of them. So 17 ladies in 17 different states. Uh, it's it's in the very early stages. So we are getting ready to have a, uh, a Teams or a Zoom call. Um, because it grew so quickly, which I'm ecstatic about, um, I'm going to be breaking it down into regions um, and get these ladies rolling. They are 
not just excited to be mentors, but they're excited like myself to take this to the next level, to get more women out hunting, to get um, these hunts organized in other states. So it's pretty exciting. We got big, fast, and um, I'm ready for it. And Rachel, um, just to kind of paint a picture for our Mm -hmm. listeners, I have learned that there is no typical, there's no typical in any of the work that we do. But what, um, of of the 17 ladies that you have kind of committed, Mm -hmm. what does that person kind of look like or or what's their background? If any of our listeners are interested in in kind of getting involved further. Yeah, Um, so there isn't, there isn't just one, one, you know, how do I even say it? Like there isn't, they, they come from all walks of life, right? Um, one is a nurse. Um, one is a stay-at-home mom. They're just everywhere. One is a dental assistant. Um, these are just women like myself and you guys that have that passion. And and they are strictly volunteers. Like they they want to give back and, and share their heritage of hunting and keeping that hunting heritage alive within their state. Um, and, you know, most of them, I have to say, a lot of them are our moms. And so that goes to say something right there, right? Like this is important to them and they've got kiddos that they want to be able to get out there and hunt. Cause we all know, um, things are, things are rough in some States, you know, and, and it's really important. There are, there are future of conservation and our future for the, for hunting and as a whole. So so the females that they're taking out, your mentors are taking out, are they uh, adults that they're also they're taking as the mentees or are the mentees, uh, you had mentioned uh, younger, younger ladies or mm-hmm. the kids? What type of yeah. group are they taking out? So there is no age limit. We have had um, hunts for First Hunt Foundation where we've had eight-year-olds out, clear up to 78-year-olds out. <clears throat> These are... These are people who um, maybe have never hunted at all to, uh, you know, I've hunted grouse and I've hunted pheasant, but teach me the ways, give me the tools. I want to go out and shoot a deer. So it's, it's every spectrum. That being said, every hunt that we organize um, is going to be different. It's going to be, there's going to be a different criteria. Sometimes it's, we limit it to, you know, youth, to a female youth, maybe hunt. And um, that, that will more than likely be a first time hunter straight across the board, right? So they have never been out there, a youth hunter. Um, and this is, they're taking their very first hunt, maybe after hunter's ed, and they're coming out with first hunt foundation and, and doing this at a women's or youth, um, only hunt. So Rachel, one of the things that I really appreciated when we were having conversations about how you got your mentors signed up was um, you all through the First Hunt Foundation require that all your mentors go through a national background check. And that's so important. You know, women's safety in general is such a huge topic right now, and especially in the outdoors. Anyone that doesn't have a mentor directly related through family or a close friend knows how hard and scary it can be to go out in the outdoors with someone that you don't know very well or some new yeah. mentor. Um, so I really appreciate that you guys put that safety first and do a nationwide background check. Yeah, it's super important. And and it's it's quick and, and painless. It literally takes like 15 seconds on our website. And um, it is an intense background check. You'd be floored when you see everything that comes back. I'm like, oh, man, they have what you ate last night for dinner. <laughs> um, besides that, we also have a mentor's creed on our website that our mentors also agree to. So, yeah, the safety of our mentees um, is very important to us. It, it's just cool to see that you're able to connect with so many different ladies on different levels. Um Tana mentioned soapboxes. I'll get on mine now. Um, It's it's awesome to hear that you had such a influx of interest with 70 right away and then 17 saying, this is me. This is something I want to be part of. I want to get to that next level. Um, You know, it's easy to say, oh, hunting's declining. Nobody's doing this. It's somebody else's problem. But to say, nope, hunting's declining. I want more people out in the field with me. Come with me. 
it's my problem. Let's do this is, is just so reassuring. And, and it's awesome to hear and, um, and kudos to your organization and, and the program. Um, Cause that's, it's, it's, for those of us that are in the trenches dealing with this day in and day out, it's so nice to have fellow folks in the trenches with us. So um, to that, I'm going to give a, a big kudos and a thank you. Hey, thanks so much. Um, the other question I wanted to ask real quick was, I mean, we talked about the the ladies are volunteers and um, <clears throat> it's obviously a nonprofit. So how is the work funded? So we run on um, grants, a lot of grants, a whole lot of grants. So um, that being said, those grants are very important to us because our hunts um, are free for our mentees. And what that looks like is food. Um, We often offer um, a gas voucher for our mentees to get there because we all know how expensive hunting can be. Just just those basics alone, getting to where you're going and, and having food and lodging um, is, is super, super expensive. So um, grants are very important to us since our since that is something that is is very big with a first hunt foundation is that we do not charge our mentees for this experience. So um, that is is, that is how we run is off of grants, grants and more grants. And um, it's we've been very successful with it. And, um, you know, we are young as a nonprofit. And when I say young, uh, like eight years. So in the grand scheme of things, you know, that is young as a nonprofit. So uh, still learning the ropes with certain things. But um, we are incredibly thankful for our grants that we get from agencies and uh, nonprofits and every every other place that they come from. So, Rachel, did you all apply for a pretty big grant recently? Is that something you want to talk about at all today? <laughs> we did the multi-state grant. I, I laugh because the deadline was yesterday and we made it. <laughs> oh my gosh. Good. So, Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. You know, feeling good about it. Hopefully all goes well. Um, that is going to allow it, the, the grant was submitted under the Share the Heritage program. So God willing, we get that money this is going to take my program to the absolute next level, which is super cool. So fingers crossed. We're excited. Um, hopefully all goes well. Good. Well, we're excited to work with you and we will be uh, keeping our fingers crossed that that grant goes through and you guys are awarded. Thank you. I'm curious, like as, uh, as you take the ladies out, what type of follow up do you do follow following those? You know, if you take, take um, a lady out for the first time for her hunt. Do you see that they're following through and continuing their, their hunting pathways? Yeah, funny that you you mentioned that. That could be my soapbox for about 45 minutes probably um, <laughs> because I we are all familiar with the, the R3s and um, I, I feel like the retention factor is something that is being missed straight across the board, not just with, with one group. I mean, we all saw it at the symposium, right? Like it's, you know, that is one goal for me within my program. Um, we do follow up. We, our mentors usually have a very good relationship after the fact um, with our mentees. But one thing that I am getting ready to implement, um, it, it hasn't started yet, but I'm going to be building a forum and it's going to be um, accessible on our website off of the Share the Heritage landing page. Um, and part of that forum, there will be a section for our mentees to come back from from the Share the Heritage program, come back and chat all they want, ask questions, interact with other mentors and other mentees nationwide. Um, So that is a gap that I am wanting to fill in. We do have that, but I want to see it bigger and better because that's something that's lacking everywhere. Um, You know, it was, it's just kind of a pattern. There's a lot of recruitment, a lot of recruitment, a lot of recruitment, but that retention factor is lacking. And so that's something that I am going to be focusing on within the program as well. Preach it, sister. Preach it. Yeah, <laughs> right. 
You know, I got to give my hats off to to Judy, commissioner in in, uh, Maine, because uh, I think that she is so successful over there with their with their ratio of female to male hunters and everything she's doing because she has hit that component. She has hit the retention component within her agency um, and I was floored by her and her presentation there because she is hidden. And I think she is an example for everybody nationwide with what she's doing. So. Yeah. Big shout out to Judy Camuso. We've gotten the opportunity to hear from her and learn from her recently. And yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So if I were to show up at one of your events, Rachel, what would that typically look like? Are these usually weekend long events? Are they day events? I'm sure every event changes depending on the species you're hunting. But do you start with any sort of webinar or preparation? Is there a discussion about ethics before you hit the field? Talk to me about what those typically look like. Yeah, so we are like A to Z with our events. Um, so our events are typically two to three days. Um what that looks like is everybody arrives usually on a Thursday evening. Friday is all instructional. Um, so just depending on what it is, that would be calling, blinding up, um, shot placement, field dressing, everything. Um, and during that time, our mentors are required to be with their mentees the entire time. They're sitting through in an instructional, their mentor is right next to them sitting through that instructional um, so that they can help, they can encourage, they can ask questions, just all of the above. Um, and then the next day is um, hunting and that that could be they could be done that day they could they may have to take their hunt into sunday uh just depending on what species it is but another thing that's kind of unique is our mentors do not hunt while we have these events this is strictly about the mentees because at the end of the day our ultimate goal is to give these guys gals kiddos the tools in their toolbox to be able to leave our camp or our event and go back out and do this on their own, you know? Um, so we are covering a lot in a couple days, uh, but it's usually very thorough. Um, and I have to say, one of the most rewarding things is maybe you go out, like I, I can use a turkey camp we did this year. I actually had two, I had two mentees, two women, um, and it was tough. It was tough early season. Um, but when you go home and maybe a week, two weeks, three weeks later, you get that text, turkey, turkey down, look what I did, killed my first bird. That is going to be one of the coolest, like, goosebumps rewarding thing ever. And I think that that is what brings mentors back again and again and wanting to continually volunteer their time is because the end result is ultimately just awesome. Oh, that's so cool. I love that. Um, Those texts, I agree, are completely amazing. We get those sometimes after our bow events or yeah. our women's hunter education. And yeah, that really fills your cup. Yeah. Yeah, it does. <laughs> it, you, you're like, okay, I, I, I did what I was supposed to do here. And you're, it's almost like you're a, uh, like it's your child and you're a proud mother moment. <laughs> it, it honestly is. I mean, yeah. We get like random text messages. I mean, it could be just someone out on a kayak float and they're like, look, I identified this, you know, bluebird yes yes yeah and you're getting that text so you know how darn important it is to that mentee that you had yeah and so that's why going back to that retention factor keep that that line of communication open um or or how about this one i know you guys have seen this one um like two years later your mentee then becomes the mentor absolutely and that's equally as awesome absolutely Sure is. Sure is. All right, Rachel, if you had a crystal ball, what would you say your ideal or your target participant, the person that's showing up, what what do you want from them? Uh, Like mentee wise, just anything. Honestly, like you, what are you looking for in a mentee? And then what are you looking in for that participant? So 
looking at a crystal ball as a whole, I'm seeing awesome money from the multi-state grant and in <laughs> taking my program to the next level, having a um, state level coordinator in every state in the U.S., having an event in every state in the U.S. and seeing our um, mentees double, our mentors double. Um, any mentor in my eyes is the perfect mentor. I mean, you can't thank them enough. They're giving their time. Um, so I could go a million directions with that, but just, just having those mentors that are just as passionate as most of us about being out there. Um, every mentor is a perfect mentor in my eyes. So Rachel, you had mentioned state coordinators and can you, can you name who, I guess we have a lot of listeners from obviously Kansas, Iowa, Nebraska. Do you have coordinators within these states? Um, yeah, so for, for sure, Kansas, Texas, Wisconsin, Arizona, um, California, those are my five right now that are going to be rolling up and first and foremost with a hunt. Um, they're the ones that we've got the wheels turning quickly on. Um, some of them are like, let's do this right now, 2023. (laughs) Um, So, but I can get you guys a list of where we have those and where I'm still looking um, to have state level coordinators. You know, in some of these states, I have decided that some of these states are big enough and have such a pull that it would not be a bad idea to split the state and have two ladies that can work together in different parts of the state. Because you look at Texas, I mean, huge, right? Like, so um, I, I can get you guys a list of, of who and how many we have and what we're looking for. But anybody can reach out and um and want to mentor and work close. Uh, we also have have the opportunity for people to run a First Hunt Foundation chapter in their area, which is also very big. So I will definitely get you guys some information so that you can um, post it along with the podcast. Absolutely. It sounds like something that, you know, Kansas has it going on, but it uh, sounds like Iowa and Nebraska need to we'll, we'll collaborate and do see, do what we can do on the next step. Yeah. 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 Rachel and I are excitedly making plans to hopefully get uh, share the heritage hunt out in Kansas. Yeah. I'm pretty excited. It'll be great. And I do want to encourage our listeners, you know, we've talked about this before, like with BOW and stuff. If you're interested in becoming a mentor, I encourage you to sign up. I encourage you to talk to Rachel Um you do not have to be an expert hunter. You do not have to know every single thing in the hunting world. I promise you will continue to learn on your mentor journey, but you don't have to be an expert to take what you know and share that with someone new, whether it's your passion, your knowledge, your enthusiasm, your willingness to ask questions where someone else might be a little more nervous, put those skills to use and consider becoming a mentor either formally through a program or a group like this, or, or even informally in your personal life, you can do it and we will support you. Yes, for sure. Rachel, are there any favorite uh, memories or stories that you would like to share from some of your previous events or experiences? Uh, Yeah, that list is a mile long. I kind of geek out pretty easy when there's successful stories uh, or anything like that. But one gal that I took out first time, first time hunting, just got her, just past hunter safety. Uh, she recently reached out to me and said, Hey, uh, crazy, crazy thought. I got, I got a crazy idea. Um, I just love being out. I love hunting. I'm starting my own podcast. Would you be my first guest? And I was like, what girl yes (laughs) so that was pretty exciting i was like that she literally loved it that much and everything about it that she was start she's starting a podcast on getting out hunting and getting outdoors and i was like honored mind blown like all of the above so that's definitely probably that's that hits the top right now for me over the last couple few months because that's I'm like it just it made me feel so good and I was and I'm so damn proud of her very cool so that's the best do you remember off the top of your head Rachel what the name of her podcast is we'd love to give her a shout out 
I don't, I don't, and I don't, I'm not even sure she has named it yet, to be honest with you. This all unfolded about two weeks ago, but I'll let you know for sure. Yeah, we'll drop it on the Facebook page. Yeah. So we talked about memories, and that is a very heartwarming one, but I have to bring us back down and ask you, what has the biggest challenge been? I know there's a lot of moving parts and running a program like this, yeah. but what's really been the biggest like roadblock or challenge? Um, this isn't a fun conversation, but I'm going to put it out there. And I know you guys are going to relate, um, competition, competition with others that are doing the same thing, because I don't have that bone in my body for competing with other women who are doing this. Um, unfortunately, I just wish that it wasn't there. I wish um, that gals that, that are putting on their own mentor hunts and, and whatnot didn't feel like it's a competition. You know, it's unfortunately conversations come up and things happen. Well, you know, I had a situation with one of my outfitters and he says, well, so-and-so, didn't book with me because she was worried uh, she was worried she didn't want to want to compete with what you were doing he and, and thankfully he knew me enough and he said and i told her i don't think you know rachel very well if you think she's competing with you he she he said her goal is to get as many women out as possible um so book your hunt book you know book it get these ladies out and it's unfortunate, but it's there. And we all share the same passion, the same drive. We all want the same thing. We all love being out there. We've all loved taking other women. Um, so that's a tough one for me. And unfortunately, it is still out there. And I, I want everybody to go out, whether that's with Julia or that's with Rachel, you know? Um, so I have tried with a few other women's groups that um, that mentor. We have kind of we've really joined hands and started promoting each other to show others that that component doesn't need to be there. We're all here for the same reason, the same purpose, the same mission. So I would say that is probably that's a tough one for me. And it's, and it's, how do we get through it? I mean, how do we, how do we push past that? So maybe you guys have some thoughts as well, because some of us have really went rounds about it and we can only do what we're, we can do uh, to engage others and show them that everybody is here to support one another. So that's, that's probably the toughest for me right now. I wish I knew why that competition aspect exists and you know this is just my own personal theory by no means am i an expert in any of this but you know i just wonder like we had as women have been fighting for so long for our space in the outdoor community and i wonder if we still just kind of have our guard up and have that like fight in us that we have to make our space and we have to kind of put our elbows up and and dig our heels in and defend that but I'm so glad that you're doing what you're doing, Rachel. And I think definitely we share that mission with the She Goes Outdoors podcast. That's why we bring on so many different groups and work with folks. There's It's, it's an abundant uh, group out there of women that want to get out yeah. and explore the outdoors. And every group and organization approaches things a little bit differently. So it's honestly such a wonderful thing to have all these different groups out there and working together. And I will probably put my foot in my mouth by saying this um, <laughs> sooner, like maybe prematurely. But another really interesting conversation we had at that conference in New Mexico was what would it look like to get a women's outdoor expo of some sorts put together? Um, you know, where that first day was dedicated to let's all get on the same page about the research that's out there and who's doing what and what individual niches we can all fill and how can we work together. Yeah. And then the next day is working with our participants to say, here are the groups you can you can connect with. Here are the brands that are putting out specific women's clothing that isn't just shrunk into a smaller, smaller size and given a pink lining, you know. Um, so hopefully, you know, these conversations are being had at the national level and hopefully we continue to see progress there and break down those silos and the barriers that we all, um, have up and continue to work together. Yeah. Good point. I mean, and that would, that, I think that would be epic to have even a, just a quick two day, um, event and just to network and get everybody together, I think that, I mean, you nailed it. That would be, that that would bridge one of those gaps with with that competition thing that I, 
that I struggle with. Um, yeah, I'd be awesome. Hey, set it up. Get going on it. <laughs> and I got to clarify, I cannot claim that idea as my own. I think it was Carly with Artemis. Um, oh. I actually brought that up, but we would be excited to work with her. So yeah. we will keep our, keep everybody updated. Yeah. Keep me posted. All right. Along those same lines, Rachel, um, or maybe just in a different direction, but yeah. you mentioned your background, you know, you hunted, but not in, in this kind of conservation space. So now working in this world, what, what has surprised you? hopefully for the positive, but what has surprised you um, in this world? Um, I don't know. I don't think it's really surprised me so much because I was in it so many years with MDF. Um, it, it is more male dominant than some know. That's more male dominant than some know. Uh, and it pays to be strong, outgoing female in this industry. So that's that's probably I knew it was there, uh, but I think that it surprises other folks when they start out and jump into it. You know, when you're at a, a conference or a meeting and you're the only female there, uh, it's you guys. I'm, I'm preaching to the choir with you three. I mean, I know you guys know what I'm saying. So didn't surprise me so much, but I think it does other other women as they get into it and more on that side business wise. Rachel, do you have like a, a Facebook page or a website? Where would be the best spot for uh, our listeners to find out more about your organization? You know, I, I have a feeling even your con- our conversation today has empowered some of these ladies to, to seek out the opportunity to either be a mentor or find um, a mentee. Yeah, so if they go to First Hunt Foundation's website, which is firsthuntfoundation.org, on there you can both sign up to be a mentor, which is super quick. Uh, You can see our mentor map, which uh, doesn't pin somebody's house per se, but it pins a location usually down to a zip code, um, and you can see mentors in your area. Uh, Also there you can go to the our program section and you can uh, go to the Share the Heritage landing page and learn a little bit about more about Share the Heritage and then my contact info is on there as well. Awesome. Thank you, Rachel. We'll be sure to link that um, and when we post this episode. So get out there, look for future events, sign up to be a mentor. Um, we can also, Rachel, if you're interested in sharing your email with us, we can drop that for our listeners as well if they want to talk to you in any more detail. Absolutely. I'd love to. Perfect. Well, as we're kind of getting up into the, I can't believe it's already been almost an hour. What else would you like our listeners to know about the Share the Heritage program or First Hunt Foundation? You know, I, I think we've covered that pretty well. I just want to talk to some of the ladies out there that feel like they can't get out there in this hunting world on their own. Um, get out there. Even if that just looks like going and scouting or getting to know your local area, uh, put your lip gloss on, strap up your boots and get out there. You can do it. Uh, You will be successful. It takes a little bit of time and practice, but lean on people that you know, other women, uh, a mentor if you've had one and and just just get out there. Don't be afraid because once you do it once, you're going to realize it's something that you can do on your own. You just need to build that confidence. So uh, I think it's really important. I just, you know, I, I want everybody to get out there, whatever that looks like if you're just scouting ducks or you're taking pictures get out there and do it don't be afraid because we all had to start somewhere and it starts with one trip out and truer words have not been spoken that that's so true i mean the three of us on this call are are you know have gotten into hunting at a later state in our in our lives and and we're all learning. I mean, every time I go and just listen to a bird, I try and identify it. And I'm probably wrong nine times out of ten, but at least I'm out there trying, listening, you know, got my binoculars, trying to figure out where in the heck it's actually even coming from. But those are all steps in learning um and and growing. So um to your original point, you know, you've had mentees 
out or excuse me, men, you've had participants out there from age eight to 78. So it's never too late. Get out and learn. Um, it's been such a wonderful conversation this morning. We truly appreciate having you on, um, Rachel, and, and we really look forward to hearing what what comes of the future and um, hope that, that Iowa and Nebraska can step up to Kansas's lead and, and be there with you um, supporting ladies in the field. So um, thanks. Thanks so much for being on this morning. Thank you. Thanks for having me. You know, and it's like I said, I, I can go back to it again. I, I've been out hunting over 30 years and you never stop learning and it's not too, too late to start. I always say the day that you go out and you hunt and you don't learn something, it's time to hang it up because I learn something new every time I go out. So for sure. Thanks for having me on ladies. It's been so fun. I can't wait to circle back around with you guys and give you a list a mile long of events coming up and hopefully in all of your States. Uh, Rachel, we so appreciate it. And we'll be thinking of you keeping our fingers crossed, of course, for your um, grants that should be coming through. So um, it's been awesome. Before we leave today, Rachel, Julia, we've got some fall BOW dates to plug. Are you ladies ready to plug some dates? Because I am. Yes, I am. It is fall is coming quickly. We are busy getting ready with beyonds and then our October event. But you uh, you start kick it off. Listen, talking about Kansas, and then we'll go around the ring here and talk about all of our events. Oh yeah, so it is getting busy in Kansas. First, I'll mention our um, main bow event. So that's the weekend long event that happens twice a year, and um, that's coming up September twenty second through the twenty fourth in Kansas. And registration opens for first timers on July first. So that registration is coming right up. Um, be looking for that event. It's going to be an awesome time. If you can't make that event, we also have mini bows scheduled every single month all the way through, I think, November or December now. So um, we've got a June event coming up here, I think, next week on the 22nd, I believe. That's going to be a kayak paddle at Cheney Lake. Um, we're getting a paddling, like a paddle boarding event put together for July. In August, we've got a guided crappie fishing experience with Joe Bragg at Thump 30 Guide Service. So lots and lots of fun events. We'll be sure to post those on the She Goes Outdoors page. And you can follow Kansas Becoming an Outdoors Woman on Facebook as well to learn more about those. Um, I encourage you to, we do have an email list that sends out updates for any events we have in Kansas that are women related, whether it's ours or one of our partners. Uh, we don't catch all of them, but we try to. So sign up for that email at ksoutdoors.com backslash B-O-W. Sounds like you're going to be just as busy there in Kansas as we are here in Nebraska. Uh, we have a, a summer paddling series that's just about to pick up, I believe, next week, where we have a novice kayaking uh, workshop. And then it leads into a river uh, kayaking program down the, the North Platte River. Then uh, we have a stand-up paddle boarding workshop, followed by a kayak fishing workshop. So that's a full uh, series of paddling programs. We're also going to be doing, and the, actually the applications already close if you're just hearing this, but I just want to spread the word because I have a feel we're going to do it again. But we're going to be camping out and paddling Smith Falls, which if you haven't seen Smith Falls, it's up in about northwest, north central Nebraska. It is Nebraska's largest waterfall, and it's along the Niobrara River. Gorgeous view, gorgeous place, but it's this opportunity to take these ladies to the next level where they're going to be setting up their own primitive camp. They have to do all the work with their kayaking. We're there for support to do some teaching, but we're not going to be uh, there let's say a babysitter, right? They are learning it. They're doing it all. So we're really excited. We had 28 applicants for that and we are taking 15 with us. So uh, it's really cool to see such interest in wanting to take that next level. As we move into the fall, we got some shooting series going on. I uh, learned to, to do archery and then our main BOW event, which there are our registration is has been open there's still some seats there if not if it fills up get your name on the wait list because we always have people that back out at the last minute it, it will be at fort robinson state park beautiful area uh, and that is going to be october 6th through the 8th 
check us out at Nebraska. Uh, you can just even Google Nebraska BOW and click the link there to get to find out more information on all these events. Also, one more quick plug is uh, Nebraska BOW. We started sending out a monthly newsletter. We've had a great response. Uh, we can always see like how many are opening that. We're getting a great response. A lot of clicks on and reading the details and a lot of interest in these events. So we're really excited to be reaching out to the ladies in a different way so that you not only have the opportunity to see it on Facebook, but you can also see it in your uh, e monthly email. Wow. I got to take a breath real quick to take all that in from Kansas and Nebraska. But so in Iowa, we're doing things a little differently. We've been ramping up our partnering. Um, so doing a lot of events with Wander Women Midwest. Um, we have a pizza and paddle coming up in a couple weeks here in the Des Moines area. Um, we are looking forward to our Water Women and Wine programs in Western, and we're trying to, we're working on a couple dates for Eastern Iowa. Um, we have a women's upland scheduled for um, iowa county so for those of you not familiar that's just uh central uh central eastern iowa uh that's a mouthful right there um but we're also so lucky in iowa we have 99 county conservation boards which means we have 99 entities doing programming um and 99 amazing naturalists so um for those of of you listeners that are listening um, from the great state of Iowa, I really encourage you to get on mycountyparks.com um, and search because there are events happening everywhere. Um, and the big one that I really want to talk about is our hook and paddle program. So hook and paddle allows you to get out, check in. Um, you can do it on your phone. It's an app. And the more check-ins you get, uh, you can register for prizes. So um, we're encouraging people to get out paddling and fishing. It's it's that time of the year is absolutely beautiful. And I don't know anybody that doesn't want to be on the water right now. So um, check out Hook and Paddle. Um, you can find it on the Iowa DNR website. So um, look forward to hearing all adventures. Most importantly, listeners, we want to hear from you. We want to see what you're doing. We won't please post to our Facebook page. We love interacting with you. Um, as always, it, it, summer is such a fun time of the year. We're all out and doing things. Our spring was crazy, like we mentioned earlier, but we got to meet amazing people like Rachel that was on the call today. So um, listeners, get out, get doing, share, subscribe, like the podcast, um, and join our Facebook community. We love living vicariously through you, um, and, and we're always looking for new suggestions on ideas and topics to cover. So um, until next time, ladies, it was great seeing and talking to you as always, but listeners, until next time, we'll see you outdoors. Outdoors.